What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Couch. And in today's episode, to begin, Jordan and Butsy are going to come on. They're going to recap a very interesting NFL Week 4 slate. And then after that, me and Butsy are going to come on here. We're going to talk a little college football. We're going to talk about, you know, who is the best team in college football, as well as recapping some of the big games from this weekend. So without further ado, here is Butsy and Jordan. Welcome to the NFL segment of the show, everyone. This is Jordan, if you can tell by the new voice. Probably pretty weird for everyone listening. Um, Butsy, mm-hmm. I know, just crushed two segments with Max. Long day of podcasting for Butts. We got a whole NFL episode. It, it, it's nothing to you. Are you going to ask Max for a raise or what? What's going on? I I, I should. Um, I know he's kind of hogging the money that we're getting from all these brand deals that we're getting. Um, we're just drowning in brand deals. Everyone's reaching out to us, trying to sponsor us. And we haven't, you know, I, I think Max might be doing some under the table deals and maybe I'm trying to get a cut of it. And maybe my cut should be a little bigger after this excruciatingly long hour and a half of podcasting that I've been doing. <laughs> it's like a 90%, 5%, 5%. And then led with is like a 0% unpaid intern. He is an unpaid intern. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, uh, his, his content that he puts out reflects that of an unpaid intern. <laughs> That's that's my opinion. That's my two cents on the matter. I also I want everyone to know that Ledwith wanted to be on the Drew Holiday segment, but Max was unwilling to wait an hour and a half for Letty to get out of class. So uh, we have some inner podcast animosity. Um, we'll see if that comes out in in Ledwith's next appearance. Maybe maybe he takes some shots at Max. I don't know. He's a feisty one, so we'll see. He is a little, little gingery, a little spunk, a little ginger spunk. He's got some fire to him. Yeah, you don't want to mess. With, uh, you don't want to mess with the boss man, Max, though. So we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, let's let's hop into some NFL. How was your Sunday, Butsy? We uh, we watched we watched on the beach, dude. It was cool. We watched seven hours of commercial free football on the beach, which was pretty unreal. Um, yesterday was good. Yesterday was good. A lot of lot of really good outcomes. Uh, betting wise, the one o'clock slate was unbelievably fun. That was one of the best slates of football that I've sat through in a minute, probably. I think it could go to it could go as uh, as far to say that, that was the best one o'clock slate of the season so far. Um, we had really some some close finishes. We had two, two overtime, overtime games. games. Yeah, yeah, two overtime games. Um, four o'clock slate was a stinker, and Sunday night we'll get into Sunday night later. But that was <laughs> it was one of the it was it was an unbelievable moment for both of us. Yeah, let's let's start in the one o'clock. Um, the big storyline I would say is probably the Buffalo Miami game. Buffalo winning 48 to 20, pretty dominant win. Uh are you uh thinking differently about either of those teams after that game? I it's interesting because coming into this week, we know all we knew all the statistics about how teams play after they score 70 plus or like yeah. 65 plus, like they're 0 and 7 against the spread and 1 and 6 straight up or something like that. So we knew that this was possibly a major letdown spot for Miami. Uh, and they, they played like it, like they did not play well. Um, their defense was absolutely terrible. Um, their O-line I thought was shockingly bad yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you want to give credit to really the bad. Bills pass rush, which was good. Uh, they're still missing Von Miller. Von Miller should be coming back soon. And this team uh, is, is still competing for Super Bowls. And they're right back in the conversation. <clears throat> I know obviously they lost to the Jets week one, but, um, they're firmly in the Subo conversation again this year after this win this weekend. Um, Tua looked like he had no time to throw the ball all day long. Uh, Tyreek was unable to get downfield. Uh, Waddle was MIA. Uh, their only highlight, their only bright spot in that game was a chain, a chain, a chan, chain, chain. Scott hey, Hansen, hey, Scott chain. Hansen, uh, uh, corrected everyone on red zone and, and brought it to everyone's intention, attention. That is a Chan, not a chain. A Chan. He's phenomenal. He he's he's really, really talented. Uh two touchdowns, I believe. Um, so he looked really good, but that's probably about it. That's about the extent of how good yeah. uh the the Dolphins looked. The the Bills since that week one disaster have pretty much p- played perfect football. Josh Allen has played perfect football. Obviously, we gave out their win total to go over 11 and a half, or was it 10 and a half? I don't remember when we took it way back in Wait, the summer. Let me, but let me see what we got. Whatever it was, we gave it out. I mean, I was I was low on the Bills in terms of Super Bowl contenders. I think I had them seventh in my preseason rankings. Um, definitely would have them higher now. But even still, like, 
my my Josh Allen takes and my Bills takes are are going to remain until they prove it in the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not going overboard saying you know they're the favorites. I'm not going to fall into that trap that seems like a lot of people do every year. Um, even though like the Chiefs played a terrible game yesterday, there's really obviously the Dolphins get smoked by the Bills. There's really um not a great argument that you can make right now to say that the Bills aren't the best. But I'm just gonna you know rely on the history, what we've seen from them in the playoffs, and and what we've seen from the chiefs and i'm gonna stick with my take so i'm not i'm not backing down at all anyone can uh come on here and debate me if they want but um no zwick today by the way zwick will uh be back with his power rankings this is going to be more of a a chill pod me and butsy just shooting the shit Mm. um but yeah miami tough one good for the bills we'll see if they can keep it up um shout out braxton barrios by the way shout out braxton barrios why? He was everywhere what in this game. Like he, he was like to his favorite target. I mean, oh. like I, I, everyone, everyone knows Braxton Berrios because of Alex Earl, and he was a cool returner for a little bit on the Jets. Super handsome. Um, super fucking like like really really good looking. All right, all right. That, was, that was a all right. Might, it might have been a little <laughs> over the top, but have you have you have you seen the guy? Um, I mean Berrios six catches, the most catches on the team, most targets yesterday. Uh, for 43 yards and a touchdown. So shout out Braxton Berrios. Okay. Shout out Braxton Berrios. That's fair. Good looking guy. Fantasy points on everyone's bench. So it's a shame. I mean, it's I, a shame. I had Waddle. I have Waddle, so that's just not good. Uh it's it's not gonna cut it. He's he his performance is not gonna cut it. But I mean, Tua had no time all day. Tua had zero time to throw the ball all game. So Bills Bills played well. Bills yeah, played their, much their better defense, than Dolphins. Their defense is definitely playing better than I expected it to. And they also like I mean they've played some easy teams, but that argument is now over because of how good the Dolphins have been. But uh let's go to the Pats game, the absolute disaster that was Cowboys versus Patriots. What was the final score? 30... 38-3. 38-3, man. Largest That's... loss of Bill largest deficit loss of Bill Belichick's career. Halftime was the most he'd ever been down at halftime. So uh a historic loss. For Bill Belichick, who's one win away from 300 career regular season wins or 300 career wins, so I mean, just at all time, it's sad. Down, well, it's sad. Mac Jones threw the ball to the other team. Um, the Cowboys also dropped a couple picks. Did did Mac fumble? I don't know, but the, we could. Oh yeah, he had ball. a fumble. He had a fumble that got returned for a touchdown. Yep, that's right. Mac, I remember, yeah. Mac, it was like we were down like. I don't know, 10-3 or 14-3 or something. And then Mac just spotted them 14 straight points. And it was it was sad. It was 28. Really demoralized. All of a sudden. Yeah. What's what's the Mac Jones takeaway? Are you all out? Are we giving him some time? What's going on? Um I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. He's not the guy. Like he's just he's just simply put, not the guy. Um Sam Howell was able to do more against Philly's defense. A lot Anybody more. almost won. a lot a lot more against Philly's defense. Um I I mean Russell Wilson was able to do more against the the uh Dolphins defense. I mean like I I I just don't like Mac. I don't think he's the guy. I think he makes terrible decisions. I know he has no weapons and nobody to throw to and it's really difficult, but man, his game, I mean his game awareness yesterday was fucking at an all time low. I mean, it was so bad. My teacher brought hit the pick six that he threw across the field, across his body yesterday. Like my teacher brought it up as a business analogy today. Like that's how bad it was. He was like, did anybody watch the Patriots game yesterday? Yeah. Like how, you know, you know how Mac Jones tried to like, you know, he took the risk and made the, made the field, uh, the throw across the field that ended up getting picked, uh, picked off and went for a touchdown. Like, that's the type of risk that you know larger companies they can afford to take that risk. It's like yeah, like 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 good point, man. Like the like thanks for bringing it up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me relive that. Yeah, that was fucking horrible. So I, his decision making sucks. His game awareness is terrible. Um, he's really immobile, and in, and it seems like this is a very mobile quarterback era. Like you want to run through the top five QBs, they can all move in and outside of the pocket and, and use their legs to make plays and extend plays. Um. So it, it's sad, but I think you got to move on. I don't know if you start Zappy. Like, I don't think that's in Bill's mind, but it, it's got to be creeping. Do you want to start Zappy? Do you want to start Zappy? I don't like, I don't mind it. I don't care. Like, I know now that we're not 
even sniffing playoff contention at this point, like because I think we're we're that bad. Um, on offense, I think our defense is still great, but Judon got hurt yesterday. Gonzalez, yeah. Christian Gonzalez got hurt yesterday. Like it, it was it was a really really rough afternoon, rough sixty minutes in that game. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Zappy. Why? Like why not? Like what what do we have to lose? Like if we start Zappy, we lose every other game of the season except we beat the Jets again. And then we'll get Caleb <laughs> well, that's Williams. That's just tanking. Uh, you're you're saying you want to tank? I want a good QB, and and I and I <laughs> and I feel like we're gonna have to tank to get a good QB. I like, don't want to tank. Do you, I think? But but what? Like, what's the difference? You want to be mediocre? You want to get another you know 15, 16 overall pick, or do you want like a top ten pick and get like Drake May? Yeah, I I would fucking love to get Drake May. I I just think. The difference between Zappy and Mac, like, like you're saying, we would only win two games with Zappy. I feel like we would probably win like five or six. No, I know, <laughs> I, I, I agree. But in the, it was an overreaction. It was a you know prisoner of the moment thing to say. But like, yeah. So it's like the only way of tanking would be to, uh, I don't even know what you would do. Like, I know you, you just wouldn't try to wouldn't lose. wouldn't put out a QB. I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, run wildcat all game, do something like. Right. And, and NFL teams just don't do that. So they don't, they, and they never will. <clears throat> no, because you're trying to build something and it's it's like it's not like the NBA where you can have a bunch of young guys and be really bad like the NFL. You're always going to have a, a mixture because there's so many guys you're going to have some talent. And if you're really bad, you're really bad. But the Patriots have enough talent that they're not going to be uh, like a, a super high pick this year. So I think I want to keep Mac in. Um, we have the Saints and Raiders coming up. I would say. If he looks that bad against the Saints and Raiders, which I really don't think he will, then I would be more open to taking him out and just being like, you're cut off. <laughs> like, we just, we don't want to put that product out for our fans anymore. But I mean, listen, it was the Cowboys. It's a great defense and it's a, it's a terrible game. It's one of the worst games he's played in his career. Um, and that's actually saying quite a lot. So, a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. If we rewind the tape back to week one and two when we were losing by so five and seven to good teams and Mac was we were moving the ball. The offense looked good. We had plays and we just came up a little short against two good teams. I think we get that Mac Jones back. I mean, this game, his confidence was gone by the end of the first quarter and he was just he was not the same guy. So I think he'll uh, he'll he'll take a step back if we lose the Saints and Raiders. uh I'm done. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I don't know what to think, <laughs> say or do. Where Where then, are those games? Then I would be. Uh, Saints are home. Raiders are at the Raiders. But if we lose those games, then I would. I would genuinely listen to anything like fire Belichick, fire. I don't know. <laughs> sell the team. Uh, whatever. Sell the team. <laughs> Trade everyone. Relocate. I don't know. Like, I would be like, okay, we're doing, we are a joke of a franchise now without Brady. So, I don't know. But, like, we, it's just, we're, we come from such a spoiled position where we've had Brady for so many years. And, like, anything less, like, being a bad team is just devastating. And, 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 and it just makes us so upset. But teams have lived with bad QBs, like, for, you know, people go through lifetimes with having just terrible QBs for Forever. Shout out Letty. Shout out Letty. The Jets. They've been bad his entire life. Mr. Letty. They've been bad his entire, <laughs> entire fucking life. They've been yeah. awful. Um, he wasn't around for Joe Namath. I don't think he's that old. Um, but like it's it's sad. It sucks. But my mindset is like, I don't think Max the guy. So like do, do right, that guy. Zappy's not the guy. Try Zappy. Like, I don't want I don't want. Oh no, we know seven Zappy's and nine. Not the guy. But do, I think do we I, know. <laughs> do I want to go seven and ten though, or would I rather go? But wouldn't it be more fun to be like five and twelve? Wouldn't it be fun to be like seven and nine, or or be like seven and eight, and then have the last two games to be like, all right, if we win the next two, we can sneak in the playoffs. Like I would rather have against that. I, against. I would the rather Bills. have. I would rather have the chance to make the playoffs than to just throw it away because I, I don't know. I think it's different than the NBA too. Cause it's like a culture thing and like uh the Patriot way thing. And in the NFL, like if you want guys to play for you, you can't, you can't just throw seasons away by, by taking out your quarterback. And I also think 
Like, if Zappy went in and stunk, then we'd go back to Mac like we did last year. And I hated that. I just thought it was a waste. I thought that was so dumb. Um, I don't, I don't, no one gets in a rhythm. If Mac plays the entire year, I don't, I still don't see a way this team gets the seven wins by, by, you know, the time that you're, that you're alluding to. I think we're three and three right now. We go Saints, Raiders. We we lose one. I guarantee you, we lose one of those games. <laughs> I don't know Saints, which one. But Raiders, we, we lose then, one of those games. And then Bills, Dolphins call call those losses. Then we have the Commanders. Loss. Now we're really Commanders <laughs> are so. so good. Dude, they are good. I, they almost just beat the Eagles yeah. in Philadelphia. I'm also not sold on the Eagles, we but I think the Commanders are actually frisky good. The commanders are very frisky, but still, it's like it's feasible. And then we go Colts, Giants, Chargers. We could be any of those teams. Steelers, like there's a there's a stretch there after the Dolphins game that we could actually make some noise. So we could also lose games, all of those games. Well, we can lose any game. We're a terrible team. <laughs> exactly. Our defense is good. Our defense did not give up 38 points. By the way, they gave up. I think 26 were on the defense. Um, uh, two uh pick six scoop and score and a two point conversion. Yeah, yeah. But, so that's but even the two point conversion, like, is that even fifteen? Do we do we really blame? That was just defense? such a kick in the nuts. That 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 really <laughs> just one. like just kick them while they're down. Like Jesus Christ, I was just so sad when that happened. Um, yeah, we're not a good team, and I I I love your optimism, Jordan. I really do. Like I really love that you want to be. Eight and nine. I, I, we I can be eight that. and nine. That's yes, we can totally be eight and nine. I, I don't want to be eight and nine. I'd rather be worse. I would just so much rather. I would not. not. Have the it just ruins pick. the Sunday. Like that four o'clock slate yesterday sucked. It just ruined my day. That was there. Were, there were a couple of shitty games. There was nothing to be like, wow. Uh, well, the Chargers game was fun for a while. Staley needs to be fired. That's on a completely yeah, other note. I mean, that guy one is, again. Fourth and one again doesn't get it again. And Asante Samuel. Junior with the pick in the red zone, deep in the red zone. Um, Herbert, I mean, unbelievable. By the way, who Herbert running? Oh, the ball. he's ridiculous. He didn't. He actually had terrible stats. Um, throwing. There were a couple runs where he was like juking guys, and he looked like Lamar. And I was like, God, I love this guy. Get him a fucking coach, please. Get him um, a coach, please. But like, him, yeah, like Williams hurts though. the Chargers. I'm like selling some stock they feel like they can lose every game they're in because they just shoot themselves in the foot all right let's go zwick's not here but the Bengals panic panic meter i, I think Bur- I, I don't think burrow can play like this i i i, I did was yours wick last week that said if he keeps getting better like he'll be like progressing throughout each week like he'll be fine. Was it Swick? Might have been know. Swick. Because I, I made the claim that he needs to sit out and holy fuck, he can't move. The guy cannot move in the pocket. He can't drop back. He can't roll out. He, I mean, he's he's completely hobbled with that calf. He needs to sit. I know we were just texting about this in the group chat, but what is it? They play shitty teams for the next uh two weeks. Yeah. So the next five games are Cardinals, Seahawks. Bye. You want to rest him against the Cardinals and the Seahawks with a bye, so three full weeks of rest, and he comes back for the Bills and the Niners. But then, if they lose Cardinals Seahawks, then they're one and five, and then is your season over? Like, but like, are those guaranteed wins with him? Like, no, those aren't even guaranteed wins. That's true. When he's on the field, I mean, we thought they were going to take care of the Titans. They scored three goddamn points. I understand Titans are good, Rabel's good. How embarrassing! was the timeout that they called on the goal line when Henry lined <laughs> that, up the Wildcat. Oh and he was God. like six for seven with six touchdowns passing in his career. Everyone knew that they were going to run that play. Uh, was it Sean uh, Taylor? Well, not Sean Taylor. Uh, Taylor something. Who, Head coach's who first name. Head coach's first oh, name. Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor. Calls timeout, right? Everyone's like, okay, they're going to find a way to stop this play because, you know, yeah, you're ready for that play. <laughs> They they just want they thought the Titans were going to get out of that formation or something, and the Titans went right back to it, and the guy was wide open in the end zone. That was just so disrespectful. By the they Titans. line up, they line up at the Wildcat. 
the Bengals call a timeout and we're like, oh, okay, they're going to like prepare for the play. They're going to be like, this is the Henry jump pass play. <laughs> but then nobody covered the jump pass guy. Like, I I don't know what they said in that timeout. If they just changed the formation, they're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, they didn't yeah, they're going to they're gonna get out of this. There's no way they're running this or lining up like this two plays in a row after a timeout. They're gonna I, think I think we, they're going to think we prepared for it, but we did not <laughs> prepare for it. I think they thought that Henry was just going to wildcat run it. But even I knew even before the announcer said anything like Henry's done that so many times, many for, times for a running back, obviously. So it's like, I don't know. And then Rabel just to come out and do it again is so good. So but, funny. Uh, yeah. So old funny. school. All right. Let's go to uh, do you want to outline our bet that we had on the, the Jets and the Chiefs game? Oh, yes. 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 You want me to set the table? Set the scene? Yeah, set the table. Set the table. So, uh, you know, Jordan and I constructed a little teaser last night um, for the Jets-Chiefs game. We thought, hey, no way the Chiefs lose, right? They're going to win by a field goal. So we get them down to minus two. Uh, They were minus eight at the time, right? We got them down to two? Yeah. So we have them down to two. And we had a little internal debate where it was like, hey, you know, is this going to go under 48 or over uh, 35? We're like, well, Chiefs are probably going to score a shit ton. And the Jets probably might not score at all. So let's go with this under 48, okay? Yeah. And in the first half, we thought we were dead. We thought Jets we were have absolutely... have a good defense. So I was Jets like, have a good defense. Maybe the right. Chiefs get held to like 25 or whatever. Mahomes' picks absolutely killed us. Um, so we thought we were dead, right? We thought this... We, our bet was toast. Uh, Chiefs-Jets were tied. So to hedge our bet, we bet the Chiefs minus two and a half live because we're like... The Chiefs just will not lose this football game. Like they just, there's no way in the universe that the Chiefs lose this football game. So we hedged with that. So we had the Chiefs minus two and a half, and then the minus two and the under 48 teaser. So Chiefs from midfield after a Zach Wilson uh, fumble on the snap somehow drained like six, seven minutes off the clock when they have to go 50 yards. And Patrick Mahomes uh, has the has the ball on like the 15 yard line and he has a wide open touchdown run and the the first goal and the and the first down marker was on like the three yard line he slides on the two yard line so the game ends 43 40 the teaser cashes plus the live bet cashes i never thought he was sliding i always thought he was going to run into the end zone and then he went down and i was like holy <laughs> was, fuck that was one was- of the greatest wins i've ever had in my life it was 23-20. You said 43-40, which just would have hammered the over. Oh, <laughs> but I, I was the... so fired up talking about it. It was 23-20. 23-20, so the, the total ends at 43. We cashed our bet. That was awesome. Zach Wilson, you said Mahomes' uh, picks killed us, which they did. Zach Wilson playing the game of his fucking life also killed us. I don't know where that came from. Um, Chris no, Collinsworth, I, no one knows. Collinsworth was also sucking him off all night, which was just obnoxious. I don't want to do the Zach Wilson segment. Do you want to actually do a little live, a live teaser? You want to cook it? Oh, I should want to mention one thing before we cook it. Yeah. Um, was this game rigged last night? There was the the penalties. You mean the defensive holding, uh, where Mahomes threw the pick and the ref threw the flag after the ball was intercepted. Yeah, that was that's one. Crazy. And then number two, when Mahomes ran for like twenty three yards and got the first down. That was the most obvious holding call on the Chiefs lineman I had ever seen him. Like, I mean, he had him underneath the pad. Like, and the theory around the 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 rigged game is that they know they have a whole new audience of watchers or viewers, yeah. watchers, viewers for this game because Taylor Swift was at MetLife. It's so all the Taylor Swift fans or whatever. Travis Kelsey jersey sales are through the roof. Like it they possibly could have rigged this game to keep viewership. Like, no one's going to watch that's, it if Zach I mean, Wilson, a.k.a. <laughs> the worst QB in the league, beats yeah. Patty Mahomes, the best QB in the league. Like, and, no, like, they, they, you know, they lose all interest. The, all the Swifties would be like, well, this is dumb. The Chiefs stink. Yeah. Like, she <laughs> uh, should dump Travis Kelsey. He's he's a loser. The reason I don't think it's rigged is not just because that's absurd, but also because there was a – remember the horse collar? We were at Wild Wings for the first half. There was a horse collar they called, which was – absolutely not a horse collar um, that they called on the Chiefs, which was yeah. big. And then there was another, I forget what it was, but the Chiefs got a bad 
like two bad breaks in the first half. So I think the refs are just not good at their jobs, to be honest with you. Um, and it's it's a very hard job. But that defensive holding against Sauce was definitely soft. I you can see how it got called, but it's the when they throw it late that it like, just it hurts. Brings some it, it just question. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's like. Okay. And the miss hold. I mean, that that guy was on an island by himself. But Holmes was just standing there, and he had his hand underneath his pads on his shoulder. Yeah. Like that is yeah. the definition of a hold. That is in the rule book of a hold. That was refs just be better at their job. All right, we're gonna. This is a this is a kind of a live thing that I'm just coming to be now. But Butsy and I have been having great conversations about cooking up teasers and, and betting things uh, recently. So we're gonna do it live. Um, maybe we can turn this into a podcast segment. Last week, our teaser of the week, the Jordan Butsy teaser of the week lock was the Ravens uh, got teased to plus nine and we had the Dolphins teased to plus eight and a half. So it wasn't a lock at all. It lost pretty much instantly because the Dolphins got hammered, but we're going to do it live and we're going to redeem ourselves um, on the pod. So here we go. Let's let's look at the lines. We're, this is unedited. This is just me and Butsy looking at lines and odds. And Are we looking for week five? Making a winner. Yeah, let's go for Sunday. Okay. Let's do it. Um, See, the thing so... that I've liked is taking a team that I think is good who's also an underdog and getting, like, nine points like we did with the Ravens. So, I don't know if we stay with that trend. Detroit's minus nine against Carolina, which means you could get Carolina at 15. I hate that. <laughs> Okay. I, I absolutely. Just, hate I was that. just letting you. No, know. no, no, no. I'm I'm just shooting it down before you get off the ground. Um, okay. The, Dallas, in, Dallas, you could get to plus nine and a half against the Niners. Ooh, that's enticing. What were you gonna say? I know it's in London, and the Jags have been there for two weeks. But do the Bills really lose to the Jags next week? Hmm. Do the Bills really lose to the okay. Jaguars next week? I like that. Let's keep that open and keep thinking. That's in London again? The Jaguars stay there? Yeah, they might uh, permanently move there. Like, seriously. Like, they play better there than they do in the States. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. That's I didn't know they were doing that to the Jags. That's kind of crazy. Um, what else do we got? Yeah, I mean, Pats are going to win by a million, so that we can probably throw in. Ugh, Pats, minus Pats are minus one and, one and a half. And a half. <laughs> Gross. Over under 39 and a half. Gross. Gross, 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 gross. Um oh, Jesus. Wow, there's a there's 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 actually a lot of good games next week, too. Jeez, we gotta we, we're getting blessed with a few good couple good Dallas, weeks after Dallas so San Fran is one of the best games of the year. KC without question. You think KC is smokes Minnesota though? In Minnesota? I, Mahomes looked just so That's weird true. last night. He That's looked true. so weird. I mean, I'd like to think he's going to bounce back and be the Patty Mahomes that we all know and love, but it was weird. It just looked weird. He looked weird. I I, I feel uncomfortable about going anywhere near them for the moment. Uh, um, What about the Jets getting eight? Oh, against Denver. the Broncos in Denver? Zach Wilson, is he's taking the leap. He doesn't even need to take a leap. He just needs to not lose by two scores. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> I, okay, fine. No, we'll scrap it. Scrap it. Dump it. Dump I it. personally like Dallas. And that will be my contribution if if you'll have me. I like Dallas getting nine and a half. Yeah. In San Fran. I mean, I always like Baltimore. I feel like... Miami versus the Giants, like that's a lot. Nine, minus nine and a half for Miami is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, and you can't really get a good number either. You can get it to three and a half. They would win by a touchdown or a field goal on the off it, chance. It, it's and the busted. Giants get to fifteen and a half, but like the Giants could easily they could lose by thirty. Yeah. Um, the Bills is my contribution to this. Okay. The Bills don't. I. I I just don't <laughs> think they lose. Okay. I really don't think they lose. So what was that's that my get contribution? Uh, plus plus a half. Okay, so they're just to pick them. Bills pick them. Bills pick them. I mean, you don't seem to like Dallas. Do you like the Ravens? I the, I'll tell you why I don't like Dallas. They their defense is great, but the Niners, like, they're the most well oiled offensive machine 
yeah. in the league right now. And no to be honest, Dallas. no digs. Uh, Parsons is fine. I know he had a little sca- injury scare, but he's fine. Um, Dallas's offense has still not impressed me. They struggle. No, the red zone. The red zone. They struggle crazy. in the red zone so bad. They are really, really bad in the red zone. Um, Niners defense is is a top top two defense in the league too. Um, that's why I'm scared of the eight and a half or the uh, nine and a half because if they can't put up points in the red zone, and they keep settling for field goals, and they keep trading field goals for touchdowns. <laughs> I think it goes over 45, by the way. That's a look ahead. But um, if they keep trading field goals for touchdowns, they're going to lose by Those are good defenses, 17. though. Why would it go over 45? Because I think the Niners' offense is just that good. I really do. I, I, I don't know how you stop the Niners. I'm trying to think of a way. I don't, I don't know if it's possible. CMC runs like he, you know, no, like his know. feet are on you fire. Ayuk gets stop. open downfield every time. I mean, and Debo didn't catch a pass last week. And they put up 35. Okay, you know what? What if we go... Are you looking at DraftKings? Yeah. What is Detroit? Minus nine. So you'd get them to three? And what happens if yes. they win by three? Do we lose? We lose. We have to. You have to win both legs of the teaser. You can't oh. uh, push a leg. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. Houston yep. is what? Houston is going to wow, Houston plus 7 against yeah. the Falcons. So they're they're plus 1 and we could get them to plus 7. But yeah. then if they lose by 7, we lose. Correct. So Correct. you'd like Correct. it at 7 and a half. I like it at 7. I mm. I think Houston's I like it good. too. I like it too, but that would be so painful if It'd they lost risky. by a touchdown. It'd be risky. They look good, though. They do look good. They embarrassed the Steelers' defense last week. Embarrassed them. All right, Butsy's passion is swaying me. Let's do it. Give me so Houston plus seven. Bills pick them. I like it. No way this loses. No way. That out. We thought that out for everyone. Ride with us. FanDuel is going to boost it plus twenty five percent. Use code the couch. And uh, to get like a thousand dollars worth of free bets, right, guys? Use, <laughs> use code couch, Fanduel. Thank you for sponsoring this video, Max. Please pay me. <laughs> yeah, Butsy, thank you for uh, putting the the couch on your back as a podcast. Do what um, I can. Look out for that lead with Max on air beef coming soon. And thank you for listening. All right, I'm here with Butsy, and we have a couple of games that we want to talk about from a very interesting week five of college football. Um. This one was a fun one. There was a lot of offense being played. I, I noticed a lot of very high scores, not a ton of good defense. But let's start off now. Notre Dame versus number 17, Duke. Number 11, Notre Dame gets the win, 21-14. Heartbreaking end for Duke there. They played a really good game, and it was very close. And then last play of the game, their quarterback, Riley Leonard, goes down and looks like he hurts himself pretty badly. Um and it's got to be so sad for Duke because this team was looking really good. They had that win over Clemson on Labor Day weekend. That was, um, you know, a big game for them. And it looked like they were going to get this win here against Notre Dame until the very end there. Uh, but, yeah, Sam Hartman, man, he is freaking awesome. Um, the scrambles and the poise he was showing, I mean, out of the pocket, either making it to the making the right pass or scrambling. I was so impressed. And, I mean, the third down throw to the tight end with like a minute 30 left to keep the drive alive before he hit Rocco Evans for another first down right after that. And then on fourth and 16, the scramble to get the first down. Uh, And then right from there, the running back gets the game winning touchdown 30 seconds left. Sam Hartman was incredible. Um, How did you feel about this game? Butts and how'd you feel about Sam Hartman? Sam Hartman's sick. Um, I, I, if they found a way to win last week, if they didn't have 10 men on the field for the last two plays of the game, I think we're talking Sammy Hartman Heisman Mm -hmm. uh, realistically. Uh, I know there's Caleb Williams, there's Penix, there's a couple other names out there that are really talented and, and are having really good seasons. But I think he's having one of the best seasons in college football right now. Um, And they would be undefeated. And I think the real test would be against USC. Like if they, and I still, I, I, I said this a long time ago that they were going to beat USC, Notre mm-hmm. Dame would. I, I feel less confident about it now after the loss to Ohio State. But if they were undefeated going into that game and Notre Dame found a way to beat USC, you're looking at your Heisman winner. Like you are looking at your Heisman winner. He is talented that he has guts. I really like the way he plays. I think he throws a great ball. Um, 
I, I really think Sam Hartman's a real deal. I think he's going to be a good NFL QB, despite the fact that he's like 26, mm-hmm. 25. He's like, I think he's like he's Stetson cool. Bennett age or, or pretty damn close. I think yeah, this is like, like his sixth age. year of college. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, but I, I thought Notre Dame fought really hard uh, and fought really well. I know Duke kind of almost had that game under wraps for, for a lot of it. Uh, Duke stormed back after going down 10 nothing early. And then Notre Dame found a way to win. Uh, you know, Ohio State did it to them last week. They had to do it to somebody this week. Yeah. I I don't know if Duke's good yet. I don't like I'm not too sure. I think their defense is good. I think their offense is still a little far from what it needs to be to be like a really competitive school uh in the football realm, which I think they will be in the in, in the coming years now that, you know, Duke's kind of on the map for football, which is pretty cool. Uh, that they're yeah. not just a basketball school, but I still think they're a few years away. Riley Leonard uh, out for I think they said a few weeks, not season ending, but it's yeah. multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. They're going to be okay. I, I still think you're called this season a uh, success already as it is. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think I think Duke's in good hands, and I think Notre Dame will be just fine. I feel less confident about them against USC, like I said, but there's still both teams are having really solid seasons. Yeah, I think for Duke, this game was about two things, really, like their second half defense and their rushing. They ran the ball really well, and most of it was Riley Leonard, uh, but their defense, they showed some cracks in that Notre Dame armor. Um, It seems like Notre Dame has some issues with their offensive line. I noticed they don't seem to be as dynamic as in years past, and they the Duke defensive line was able to, you know, infiltrate a little bit and get kind of rush Sam Hartman and force him to make a play, which he was able to do, but. I think that's hard. That's um, that's just something to watch out for. And I feel I honestly I kind of took the opposite end of it. I, I feel worse about both teams after this one. And it's only because Riley Leonard looks like he's done for a bit. Um, and that kind of is hard to do. I mean, that's going to be hard for Duke to, you know, rally around and figure that out. And then in terms of Notre Dame, I I uh, I thought that their defense and their O-line have some questions. Uh, their defense looked all right in the beginning, but they kind of faded away there in the second half. And I do have some questions about this Notre Dame, which previously I had them, I think, like four or three, like mentally in the power rankings. Um, maybe I'm dropping them down to like a five or six or something, just because I think there is some questions I do have. And I think the teams, we're seeing a lot of really good um, offensive teams, so maybe they don't have to answer those questions. But I think... Um, I don't know. It's just something to watch out for. Are you a Riley Leonard guy? I'm not a really big Riley Leonard guy just because I don't like, he doesn't have a ton of experience at the quarterback position. He's a little bit older and he doesn't throw the ball a ton. He kind of just runs around a lot. Yeah. You know, 12, 12 for 27 last week with one thirty four TD and a pick. I think Notre Dame's defense is really good. But like I said, Duke's defense was kind of why they were able to beat on Clemson. Like I said, like I said this after week one, I said, Duke's defense looked great, but their offense looked pretty bad. You know, yeah. like despite despite beating Clemson, they did not look great. Um, I still don't think they look great. Uh, obviously, Riley Leonard's done, but I, I still think you have to call this season a success as it is. Oh, like, yeah. You know, 100%. you are they're four and one now, right? Yeah. They're four and one. They've they've they're ranked for the first time since I can remember. Um, they're frisky. But Ryan Leonard going down pretty much ends their season for the most part. I don't even know who the backup is or how he'll play. But I'm not a huge Ryan Leonard fan. I'm not a huge Duke offense fan. Their defense is solid. That's that's about it. Yeah. Um. Let's go to the opposite of defense. Number eight, USC versus Colorado. Final score of this one, USC 48, Colorado 41. This was a drunk game. Uh, Caleb Williams starts by going off before UFC just kind of stops trying, it seems like. And then Colorado comes storming back. Uh, USC came out hot. They were putting on this offensive clinic against Colorado. And then, I mean, there was some throw. I mean, Caleb Williams is just the best quarterback in this in this uh, league right now. He's going to be like a top 10 quarterback when he's drafted. I've heard from the NFL scouts on various podcasts saying that um, this guy's awesome. I didn't like him last year because he was like because of what he did against Utah, just like painting the fuck Utah on his nails. I thought that was really corny. Yeah. This year, I've really become a big fan of him, honestly. And um, I think I obviously he's like. You don't you don't want to say what I'm thinking, but the thing about Mahomes is maybe him being a similar to Mahomes. Some people are saying second coming of Mahomes. Obviously, that's blasphemy because there's you know Mahomes is Mahomes, and you got to prove yourself a little bit first. But I mean, if anyone could do it, I could see the talent and Caleb Williams. I could see doing something similar. 
Um, he just had some insane throws. The second down, the second touchdown throw from him where he had all day to throw it and throws like a 30 yard dart to a wide open man was just awesome. Um, but Shadur, Shadur um, looked very solid as well. Uh, I was very impressed with his rushing ability and scrambling, his decision-making overall. And I know he had a bad pick, but after the first half, he looked really good. And the touchdown to get them to 27 and the one to get them to 34 were, bo- were both uh, awesome throws where he had to really thread the needle there. So, yeah, this game, I don't feel too bad about um, either team after it. I thought this showed that obviously, you know, Colorado's well coached and the fact that they didn't give up after being down by so much going into the half and after what happened to them last weekend um you know I could see them giving up they did not they came back and they looked really poised and um I just think you know you could see that they were never giving up and they had really good clock management techniques at the end of game um I thought the onside kick was a good idea as well and I was impressed with Colorado after this one and then with USC I don't take too much into them letting uh, Colorado get back there because I think when you put on a whooping like that and then you take your foot off the pedal, it's hard to get yourself going, like getting back into it. So that's kind of what I took away from the game. But how did you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, Colorado's defense has given up a total of 90 points in yeah. the past two weeks. So that can't happen. That, that's, that's just straight up can't yeah. happen. That's pretty embarrassing for Colorado, honestly. Um I also thought Colorado's offensive line needs needs some beefing up, and I think that will happen in the coming years. But right now, it's it's not close to where it needs to be. Uh, USC, Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes in college. Like, I don't care how you want to say it. Yeah. He's the Patrick Mahomes of college football. But the thing that he has in college and that he probably won't have in the NFL because he's probably going to get drafted to a team with a fucking horrible O-line, he has all day to throw the football. He can... He could fucking set up a picnic in the backfield. Like he has really? all day to throw the football. Um, granted, and when he, he when he does scramble and, and he does get pressured, he makes some incredible throws. Uh he makes like the Patrick Mahomes, like the different arm angle, different release point throws. I know. Uh, which are really impressive to throw or to see. Throws the ball hard too. He he slings that fucking thing. So I think Caleb Williams is great. This game was fun. I had the over. It was the easiest over of my entire life. Um, <laughs> didn't really have to sweat this one at all, which was fun. Uh, but USC is good. I don't think they're still competing for a title. Uh, I think Washington is going to give them a really difficult time in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, I, I I don't think USC's defense is that good. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. Uh, I know Colorado's offense is solid, and they did exploit it a little bit, uh, mainly in the second, in the, in the last three quarters. They didn't do anything in the first quarter, but Colorado is because Colorado's O line was so bad that USC just looked like yeah. they were getting home on every play. And when Shador had a little bit of protection, he was able to make throws. Uh, so USC, I feel less confident about them after this week. I think their defense is it's not good. I think Penix will absolutely slaughter their defense. Uh, it's just a matter of will Washington be able to stop USC in the Pac-12 championship. Uh, that's a major look ahead, but that's where my brain is at. I, I fucking love college football, dude. I, I just love doing this. By the way, I don't know why I'm having this random rush of euphoria, but just talking about Washington and USC, it's like, man, it's so back. And I love that Duke make is like a thing. Is Colorado's so a thing. It's just, this is like one of the most fun years in college football. And even though Tennessee's it's, not great, I still Yeah, it's getting better it. too. It's going to be yeah. great in, in years to come. Like, Dion is putting excitement into the sport like yes. Dan Lanning talking shit to Colorado like that's putting excitement awesome and hype around the sport so yeah and and the, t- and the best part about it is that it's going to be a 12 team playoff next year that's it's putting funny. I mean that that's completely awesome. reconstructures college football which we yeah. are all so excited about as fans yep um okay this is another drunk game number 13 LSU versus number 20 Ole Miss final score of this one Ole Miss 55 LSU 49 Holy shit, it was just a game of chunk offense, like plays of like 30 yeah. yards and then just a single yard touchdown run. Um, and until the third quarter, it felt like every time LSU cut it to seven, Ole Miss scored immediately. Uh, both quarterbacks in this one, Jackson Dart and Jaden Daniels, honestly looked pretty good. Um, I thought Daniels looked a little bit more dynamic than Dart, but I couldn't really tell if that was like the wide receiver, um, you know, talent differences. I think LSU has a more talented wide receiver room than Ole Miss does. Um, and I couldn't tell if that was it because the first touchdown pass from Daniels was pretty perfect, but um, that I think it was the tight end. He had to make kind of a, you know, an impressive play on the ball as well. And um, 
yeah, I mean, LSU's secondary looked really bad. They're getting torched all night long. And as much as I hate to say it, because I obviously don't like Lane Kiffin, um, Lane Kiffin flat out outcoached Brian Kelly. Like the second two point attempt was the right decision to do there. And LSU's O line was rough and they were letting Daniels get crushed all night long. And Ole Miss just had, you know, the power of being at home and Lane Kiffin was locked in as much as it pains me to say it. So how'd you feel about this one, Butts? It came down to what team could find a way to get a single stop on defense. <laughs> yeah. And Ole Miss was able to get that stop on defense. I think Ole Miss's running back, uh, Judkins, he's so fun to watch. He is so explosive uh, in the open field and really strong, too. Uh, 33 rushes, which is ridiculous that they ran the ball 33 times. Well, actually, they ran the ball 42, 49 times, including Jackson Dart and the backup running back. Uh, and they still put up 55 points with running the ball 49 times, which I think is a little crazy. Uh, but he had 177 yards and a touchdown. He looked really good. I think Jackson Dart is a better pocket passer, in my opinion, than Jane Daniels. I don't think that's really a hot take at all. Yeah. Um, but Jane Daniels did prove that he could throw the football. Uh, Ole Miss's secondary did kind of get torched for a while there. Uh, Jane Daniels impressed me <clears throat> throwing the ball wise, uh, running the ball wise. He he did what he you know he did what he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, excuse me. 15 rushes, 99 yards, and a touchdown. That's what he does. That's what he does best. Yep. So it was a really fun game. I watched this game start to finish. It was fucking awesome. It was peak college football, in my opinion. Like, this is what we expect from college football, just really high scoring with no defense sometimes. And that's what we got. So um, it was a big bounce back for Ole Miss after losing to Bama, a game that they probably should have won last week. I know it kind of ended like with the 10 14 point loss i think but that was a game they probably should have won i thought they played outplayed bama they just couldn't punch it in they couldn't score uh so great for Ole miss and like i said i said this after the florida state game that lsu was gonna be fine and i think they are fine i mean it's really it's really tough when you put up 49 points and you lose mm-hmm. like that just sucks that's just that's- really sucks uh but i like they're 13th in the country i don't know what they are now let me check they're 23rd. I think they're better than the 23rd ranked team in the country, my opinion. Yeah. But it's it's the way the rankings work. The losses really, really hurt you. So so do the LSU, wins, apparently, because Tennessee went down a spot after winning. So I don't know. Explain that. That makes no me. sense. Uh, but LSU, they're still fine. Like it's like I want to say they're still fine because I do think they are still fine, but they have just two two tough losses on their on their on their card right now. And this yeah. one really hurts them. This one really, really hurts them. Uh, number one, Georgia versus Auburn. Final score, Georgia 27, Auburn 20. This was a good old-fashioned SEC grinded-out game. Um, Auburn was getting it done on the ground and looked pretty solid. Um, that was until Brock Bowers and Carson Beck took over and basically just won the game through the air. Uh, I have some questions about this Georgia team, Butsy. I know I say it every week, um, but I don't think they will be answered. Those I don't think those answers are going to be – those questions, rather, are going to be answered until – too late because they just don't have that great of a schedule. Uh, it's really easy. So, I mean, they do have that great of a schedule. I'm all over the place here, but um, I just, I don't know. I think that there are some questions about this team, but I think, you know, you're not going to see anyone be able to really exploit it. Um, as much as I want to sit here and tell you that Tennessee is going to get it done. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I do think, that Georgia might just ride all the way into a national championship and have me on the back saying, I don't think this is, you know, I don't think this makes sense, but it's still going to happen. Um, this game was fun though. Uh, it was, it was a lot of hard nosed uh, football here. I, uh, I just want to say I am not a Peyton Thorne person. Um, and I think they need to find a new quarterback in Auburn. Cause this dude just takes off and runs. If the first read is not there, it's literally, he does one read. If the first option is not open, he is off and running. Um, and he threw the ball 19 times and he ran it 12 times. I think they need an actual quarterback. And I think that was kind of the issue here. Georgia was pretty sloppy. They had two fumbles and one of those fumbles was a lost fumble. They also had an interception. Um, but honestly, Auburn just could not convert on third down. They were two for 12 and the Georgia front seven is really good still. But I think if you game plan to remove Brock Bowers from being a factor, which obviously easier said than done, um, like this Georgia O-line isn't the best they've ever had. It's not honest. It honestly isn't that good. Um, and I don't think it's good enough to establish a running game with Dejon Edwards because um, I think they have some 
I think they saw they tried to do that on Saturday. They tried to get Dejon going a little bit, and I think he had like a total of seventy six yards on sixteen carries, something like that. Um, so they really couldn't get the running game established here. I just think, um, like I said, Auburn doesn't have the offensive power with uh with Peyton Thorne as their quarterback to you know really outscore anyone. So um, you know, good game, disappointing loss for Auburn here, but overall, you know, one of those classic SEC games. What did you think about this one, Butts? Brock Bowers is sick. He's like, so he, good. We knew he was good, and he just went out and proved it again. Um, George's QB, Carson Beck, I don't – I think he's good, not great. I just don't think this Georgia team is as good as it has been in previous yeah. years. Like, I don't think – in that and that happens. I mean, when you win back-to-back national titles, it's really hard to do that as it is. It's really hard to win one as it is, exactly. uh, let alone three in a row. They lost so many players to the draft, and, and they'll be back and they'll rebuild. But like you said – are they really going to be tested until they get to the playoff? Like, I do we think Ole Miss, but they host Ole Miss. Do we think Ole Miss can give them a run for their money? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe. maybe. Like, can, I don't like think Tennessee Kentucky. can. I'll tell you that much. I, maybe Kentucky, yeah, like, I guess, but I don't think that either. They have Kentucky next week, and I don't think Kentucky's that good, so I think they'll take care of Kentucky pretty easily. And then they got Vandy. They go to the swap, so I think they'll have a lot of close calls. They play Mizzou, Ole Miss, Tennessee. And then Mizzou's, obviously Georgia Tech to I, this end, is but crazy. This is a dumb thing I'm about to say, but Mizzou is actually a pretty frisky team. And if anyone was to give them some trouble out of the slate, I know that sounds nuts, but it's either them going to Florida and Florida doesn't look great either. But if they go to Florida, I think just playing in the swamp is, you know, some worth something. Obviously it killed Tennessee. Um, there are some opportunities for a slip up, but they really don't have that hard of a schedule. And, but yeah, yeah, they, they don't. And, but we're still like, we're still highlighting some of these games as possible slip up games. And, you know, the Georgia of last year and two years ago, we wouldn't even bat nine of those games. Yeah. You know, like their schedule is easier. Is it the easiest? No, but like they, they could lose, they could lose a game. And if they lose one game and have a couple close calls with other teams uh, throughout the rest of their schedule or through the rest of the year, excuse me, they could be like, a four seed in yeah. in the playoff. Like I think one loss puts them at a four seed. Yeah, that's fair. And they still um, have to play the SEC championship game too, which is probably going to be against Bama because of the way the, the divisions work. Yeah, I believe, I believe so. It, I forget. It, it's kind of, it's a little, it's too early to tell right now. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but that's uh, how that works. It's like, so I know Pac-12 doesn't have divisions, so it's just the two top teams, Yeah, but I know the SEC does the, the divisional. The yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about number 19, Oregon State, versus number 10, Utah. Final score here, Oregon State 21, Utah 7. Man, uh, Utah needs Cam Rising back. Uh, Nate Johnson was 8 for 23 with a QBR of 9.9. That is ter- terrible. That's like Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones numbers right there in terms of just how bad that was. Um, but yeah, game was not great. Oregon State was able to get some offense going, and despite them having 11 penalties for 100 yards, yards utah just could not get anything going offensively uyungle uh played well enough to get the ball to his receivers effectively great win for oregon state um and for the utes they need a qb badly i don't know when cam rising's coming back but yeah this was a tough look for a utah team that i thought was gonna be pretty frisky i think we both did but um that was with cam rising at the helm he is i i uh nate johnson's just not it how do you feel about this one though? yeah they've been teasing cam rising coming back ever since like yeah. opening week i feel like for the last five weeks um oh geez sorry i hit my mic i if i i think this shows how good utah possibly could be with cam with 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 cam rising coming back like their defense slowed down a very high octane offense to, and held them to 21 points like if cam rising's playing i think they win this game uh you could say that about couple of these games now but i mean utah is was ranked 10th in the country with with no without their star qb like this team yeah. is really fucking good. Hot take: they can make the college football playoff if Cam Rising comes back. I'm not. I'm. It's gonna there. be tough to do. It's gonna be tough to do with one loss because you're gonna have to win the Pac-12 championships. That means you gotta beat. Let's see. Let's do the schedule thing, Max. Let's see if they play. They oh, play boy. USC. Like you beat USC. Oh, they got USC, Oregon, Washington, and then they finish with Colorado. So they'll have opportunities 
to win these like big yeah. games and and get and hand these teams losses to put them in position to win the Pac-12 championship. But they need Cam Rising back. It's the bottom line. They're a really good team without him, and they'll be an even better team with him. So yep. Cam Rising back, I think they have a really good chance to make the college football playoff. All right. Um, finally, it's time. Number 21, Tennessee versus South Carolina. Final score, Tennessee 41, South Carolina 20 in Neyland Stadium. Blackout game. I fucking do not like Spencer Rattler. He talked all this shit heading into it, and then he has the fucking balls to go and say that this game was Tennessee's Super Bowl. Listen to me, dude. Tennessee is 29-11-2 against the Cox. We won. We didn't storm the field. If you guys were in South Carolina and Tennessee lost, you best believe that you are all storming the field and you know it. It felt amazing to get the win against that guy and that dumbass school. Um, I mean, obviously we know that's what happened last last season. Hendon tore his ACL there and our perfect season went away. I may have sat in half barrel with all my friends in Knoxville watching the game and I might have smoked an entire pack of cigarettes uh, while very depressed. So might have uh, felt good. Allegedly. Might've allegedly light blue American spirits. Um, Yeah. Knoxville was absolutely electric. The black unis looked amazing. The team looked awesome. Spencer Rattler sucked. Um, Tennessee had six sacks. Our defense was amazing. They also had a pick six, which was the only touchdown that Rattler threw in the game. So thank you Spencer for that one. Um, Tennessee continued to have an awesome run game. Jalen Wright is just a dog. Uh, I'm still a little bit worried about Joe Milton. He takes these dumb chances. Um, He tries to thread the needle, but he kind of, he, he either overthrows or underthrows. There's never like any perfect throws. Um, even on the sick throw to Squirrel Squirrel White, um, who had an amazing catch, it was very underthrown from Milton. Um, Brew McCoy had a season-ending injury, which was pretty devastating because he's one of our best um, wide receiver, if not our actual best wide receiver. Um, and then, yeah, James Pierce Jr. had the game of his life. He sacked Rattler twice, and I loved watching Dominic Bailey, big number 90, uh, just shit talk Rattler every time he sacked him or was near him. I thought offensively this was Heupel's best called game this year, and I feel better about this team than I did last week, so go Vols, baby. But what was your takeaway as a non-biased fan? Your run game is really solid. Your QB play is still very spotty. Um, I I know it's a 21-point win, but I don't think South Carolina's good. Yeah, like I, I really don't think South Carolina is good, and I don't really think Tennessee is that good either. Um, but I understand I don't think your Milton's Vols very fan. Good. I don't think Milton's I understand your Vols fan. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't think so either. I think he's really spotty. He makes, like you said, bad decisions with the football, two picks and a touchdown. Uh, only taking one sex. All right, but twenty-one for thirty-two for two forty, not bad. Uh, your defense is solid. Tennessee's defense is pretty good, and their run game is great. Um, it's it's different. It's different from what we've been seeing. With Tennessee, where they're they've just been able to beat teams strictly through the air. Um, yeah, they they've kind of had to transition to a more ground and pound approach and, and and relying on the defense and the defense stepped up. So, like, is Tennessee good? Yes. Are they scrappy? Yes. But I, I their their QB play and their and their passing game is just not where it needs to be to be. Yeah, like and- they'll still play in a, in a really good bowl game. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but it's not. It's not the Tennessee that we that we saw last year. No, I think well, Hendon Hooker was just something special. We don't obviously he's in the league now, and then um, losing Jalen Hyatt, um, I think was, you know, underdocumented because that's the guy. Excuse me, against Alabama, he had the like four to six touchdowns. I forget how many he had. Um, he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL right now, if not the fastest. Um, and. I think that speed makes up for a lot of underthrown balls. Um, not that Hendon really ever underthrew people that much. Uh, that's more of a Joe Milton thing. Joe Milton just has an inability to like correctly target his passes, if that makes sense. Um, and I don't know. I think he's kind of what's holding us back. I don't want to put it all on him, but he looked better. Uh, he still looks spotty, like you said. And um, it just feels nice to beat USC, especially Spencer Rattler. That guy just always, sucks. Yeah, always. Sucks. I, I hate him too. Yeah, I mean, he failed under Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, and I don't want to be a guy to, like, mess in someone's failures, but, I mean, the guy's 23. Um, he was shown on that QB show, and he seemed like a fucking dickhead on that show. Um, it seems like the teammates aren't the biggest fan of him either, and um, his mouth got him all the way out of Oklahoma. So, 
obviously he got under my skin with those quotes. I just thought it was BS calling that the Super Bowl and talking shit after he got um beat up pretty good. So yeah, um obviously kicked the shit out of me, all that stuff put out there. But yeah, just annoyed me as a Tennessee fan. Uh and then real quick Fair on enough. on Zwick's game, um unfortunately since he since he lost to uh, BYU, BYU thirty five, Cincinnati twenty seven. So Zwick is in Bottom uh, line is Cincinnati is fucking horrible. I mean, yeah, they are sorry, just an abomination of, of a football <laughs> team. Sorry, Zwick. But sorry, they Zwick. are like so, so bad. Like they are unbelievably bad. That's all I have Zwick, to say about that. Zwick went all the way to North Carolina. He was so pissed. So, um, yeah, he's going to be absent for. He this... went for like a GTA ride to, to clear your head. Yeah, and he just yeah. went all the way to North Carolina, North Carolina to, Carolina. to cope. <laughs> yeah. So. So thank you all for listening to this. Thank you, Butsy, for putting in just a wonderful podcasting performance. Um, absolute, absolute gentleman right there. And yeah, we'll be back later in the week with some of our usual segments. Um, I believe we're going to have Zwick's power rankings coming up, which I'm really excited for, especially for the NFL. Um, I don't really know what to think of the NFL right now. And yeah, we're going to have some college football preview stuff, some NFL betting preview stuff, all the usual um uppercut should be back to posting regularly because there is a fight night coming up this week so we took a little break from that i think there's going to be a, also a bonus episode of uppercut so yeah lots of stuff happening um if brogdon gets traded we'll probably mention that in the pod but yeah thank you all for listening and peace